texted I Chris texted Jeffer. That's what I'm saying. You ever send a Chris task text? Yeah. Not to a person named Chris, but a a text about a person named Chris. To a person named Chris? Mm-hmm. You've done that before? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just asking. Yeah. Um what about a Jeffer text Chris? Can't say I've ever done that. Okay. All right. Welcome just... back to the Saint of Scenes podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dawson. I'm one of your hosts. I have he, him pronouns. You have them? I have them. <laughs> what if you lose them? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Uh, I'm Carson. I also have he, him pronouns. I possess he, him pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the proud owner of some he, him pronouns. <laughs> Would you get in trouble if you made that your Instagram bio? Proud owner of him pronouns. I don't think so. I just think it would be really corny to have that as my bio. It'd be bio. so silly. Proud owner of he, him pronouns. Yeah. Probably make me come off as like a meninist or something. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that because I'm, so, I'm such a feminist mm-hmm. that I wasn't thinking like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm so... <laughs> I love women so much, dude. I love like, women so much that I can't even comprehend the idea of being a meninist. I I can't even comprehend let alone the idea being a meninist. Of like misogyny in any way. Just because I, I love women so. Much. I actually love women so much I can't comprehend their existence. I actually love women so much that I don't think they're real. <laughs> I love women so much that they're like a mythical Pegasus to me. Yeah, but I ever if I ever met one, I'd be super rude to them. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so we're stupid. back we're, we're back. so back we baby so back. today is a special episode yes sir yes sir yes i guess sir. just like all um american beauty american psycho episodes will be because we're talking about two songs today yes we in are the same episode yes we are um but um so why don't we get to it let's just get Jack. into it because we have um, that's not my name fuck <laughs> i thought i got the other bummer but um yeah since we have these two songs that we're talking about let's just jump into it you ever watch philip defranco let's just jump into it is that what he says yeah he goes let's just jump into it he doesn't do videos with his brother does he i don't think so it's john green they i know videos well john and, and hank green do videos yeah like mostly separately but i thought it's like i thought it's like the way they communicate is is through their youtube videos that everyone gets to see is that not what happens uh i you know what i'm not i don't really keep up with them like that so i couldn't tell yeah. you yeah but um i i read the fault in our stars when i was like 14 and i thought it was pretty good I saw the movie, and I think I was a total asshole watching that movie. Yeah. I think I was like, eh, this is for girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't watch... believe Willem Dafoe's in that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does he have, like, some, like, uh, extenuating, not extenuating, uh, some, like, legal battle that, like, left him broke? Does he have, like, a divorce that left him broke? No. I think he just does movies that are like strange sometimes like that is a weird pick though not even like strange movies like antichrist but like aquaman he did do aqua like yeah 
Which, he could have said no to that. By the way, not going to lie to you, I rewatched Aquaman recently. It's not bad. It kind of rips. It kind of rocks. It kind of goes insane. It kind of it kind of I saw cool. it um in theaters when it came out in IMAX at the Mall of Georgia, which is the biggest screen we have in Georgia, yes, I think. Yes, it is. And I was so bewildered because I couldn't fathom liking a DC movie that I Gave it a four out of ten on Letterboxd, despite me probably liking it. Yeah. And then I watched it again with some friends, and like my brother and I were campaigning so hard for all of us to watch Aquaman, just like partially for the bit, but partially because we felt nice. like it'd be a good movie. Nice. And then we watched it, and it was actually really good. <laughs> Damn. So shout out James Wan. Shout out James Wan one time. You've made some bullshit in your career, but you also made Saw. Did you see Malignant? Yeah. Hilarious. Movie. I really liked that movie. Hilarious. Movie. So fucking I really funny. Liked it. I yeah. really, really liked it. Um, I was trying to think of another Willem Dafoe movie. Oh, I was going to say, I watched Melancholia last night. How was it? Um, miserable. I can't yeah. wait to see it again. <laughs> I'm still like formulating my letterbox review too. Mm-hmm. But my last letterbox review was me watching Smoke and Aces, mm-hmm. which if any, if anybody follows me on letterbox, damn, where's your God? Is my ad on Letterboxd, but yeah, anyway. If anyone follows me on Letterboxd, Peanut Reject is my ad. Yeah. The most recent thing you'll see, I believe, is my five my five out of ten review for Outlaw Johnny Black, which was deeply disappointing. What is that movie? That's like the spiritual successor to Black Dynamite, or at least that's oh, what it's been touted as. Okay. Um, directed by Michael Jai White, starring him again. Um, oh. I was just it was just not that funny damn that stinks yeah anyway uh this jet week we're blues. talking about jetpack blues here's a clip of it and it's over thank god and we're also talking about jetpack blues remix with big crit here's a clip of it jetpack blues, just like judy and it's over and it's over again. <laughs> uh, uh yeah i guess uh, we'll do the the normal one first we'll see the normal one first because I got some. I think I have more to say about the Big Crit remix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you start. You start. sucks. You go ahead. Sucks. Sucks. Personally, don't like it very much. Um, but like, it doesn't suck in the way that a lot of this album sucks. I agree. I agree. Um, because like, Uma Thurman is like. Not not to spoil my thoughts on that too hard before we get to that one, but that song is there's like some moments in that song that are just like offensive to the ears, and yeah. like same with the track that directly follows this fucking what's it called? Um, it directly follows this one. Yeah, um, Novocaine. Yeah. Uh, this song, Jetpack Blues, doesn't have like any one element that I can mm-hmm. point to and be like, this thing makes me want to jump off a bridge. Um, it's just kind of like super mid the whole time. Yeah. Um, and mostly with the way that it sounds and with the way that it was like composed. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't really mind the lyrics for most of it. Pretty good lyrics. Lyr- yeah. Lyrically pretty good. It's just the, the melodies um, both lyrically, like vocally and instrumentally, and the instrumental itself, and like how like stale it sounds mm-hmm. um, outside yeah. of all that is just like it is just not an exciting song to listen to. 
in any stretch of the imagination. I'm 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 with you there, boss. Um I think that so I, I don't think we've ever really talked about this on the show. This is by far my least favorite Fallout Boy record. Mm. Um I think most of the songs are written for uh either Disney movies or sports events. Mm-hmm. Um and that's evidenced by fucking half of them being, being that. that. <laughs> um so I have a I have a real problem with this record. Um I hadn't heard this song probably since this record came out um or around the time that this record came out. Um and in my mind I thought this out this song was worse. Yeah. Um and it might be one of the more redeemable songs on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, I as as the listeners know, I will defend the title track of this record pretty hard um, because I think it's so silly. Um, but uh, yeah, um, most of this record I can't defend. I think this song is so uh, interesting lyrically. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Patrick has a very good uh, uh, lyric, uh, very good vocal performance on this song. Maybe a little bit of over singing there, for Definitely sure. Definitely in the chorus. Yeah. Definitely a little over singing, um, but I don't mind it um, as much as I mind the rest of this record. Mm-hmm. I can't really tell you what Twin Skeleton sounds like. I know that it sounds like a if you were to compose a theme for like if Netflix made like a animated Nightmare Before Christmas sequel or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's like what that song sounds like. Um, I can't tell you what favorite record sounds like, but Tom Lovejoy says that song is good. Um, I mean, not that I distrust Tom Lovejoy, but I kind of don't believe him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what that song sounds like. So... Um, I have very minimal problems th- with this one. I'm not going to say best song on the record because we've yet to. I I haven't touched this record because I haven't had to. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no reason for me to revisit this thing um, until now, until this podcast. Yeah. So here we are revisiting it, and uh, I just can't bring myself to. Um, I can't bring myself to listen to the whole record like I did Mania. Yeah. And I was texting you about this, how Mania is like a genuinely fascinating record. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not good by any means, but like, I'm kind of happy it exists because it's so strange. Mm -hmm. Um, It's such a a weird fucking record. But, uh, yeah, this this record is just so tough. This, This record has genuinely offensive moments if you're a, like original fan of this band mm-hmm. um none of which are found on this song i think which is a relief yeah because yeah. i don't have to hear those moments over and over again uh-huh for sure um but it's there's not really anything else uh musically to uh, tide me over listening to this track i agree big time uh was there a um was there like anything specifically that stuck out to you instrumentally that was like, cause I, that's the thing is like, I can't find something that is offensive instrumentally 
like there are offensive things instrumentally on the rest of this record. Mm -hmm. Like the entire Uma Thurman instrumental just makes me like angry. <laughs> like when I think about it, like it's uh like the bling, 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 and then the monster sample mm -hmm. and then the horns. Oh yeah. Oh, I hate that song. But um yeah, I mean this any anything for this one? I think it's too slow. I agree. I think it's like the the tempo of it 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 kind of it gives off the impression that it's meant to be like more laid back or whatever um but he's his vocal performance in the chorus and the second verse and second pre-chorus is like too aggressive for that. Yeah. So it's it's a strange um contradiction that I don't really like and also the Something about the melodies and how they're constructed with the speed of this song just makes me like them a lot less. Yeah, um, um, which we'll get into. We'll get into the contrast mm -hmm. uh, later, but um, yeah, I I wanted to point out that this song uh, is another one where it feels like later they made a better version of it. Hmm. Uh, Heaven, Iowa, is essentially a better <laughs> version of this song. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, like, minimal instrumental Patrick. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Patrick and, like, piano and some soft stuff. Um, and then big-ass chorus with huge drums um, at this, at around this tempo. Mm -hmm. um, Heaven, Iowa, much better, better song. Much, better. much better song. Um that is uh i i love that song but this is uh this is rough yeah um it, it's not rough it's just like it's rough in the sense that like there's just nothing like but yeah. the but it's not even that there's nothing cuz there is something with the lyrics it's just the instrumental doesn't rise up to meet the quality of the lyrics no and it certainly tries i i think there's like some um I think there's some like big like like this is supposed to be big and grand. Remember when we used to do big choruses? Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't hit. It just doesn't hit at all. Yeah. Um the co-writer of this song uh helped write uh or not helped write, but I should say co-wrote uh one of the co-writers of High Hopes. Uh his name is Jake Sinclair. Um he also wrote two songs from The Greatest Showman. Um, which is rough. Uh, he also wrote "She Looks So Perfect" by Five Seconds of Summer. Jesus Christ! Uh, he also wrote "Emperor's New Clothes" by Panic at the Disco, which we've talked about is a fucking banger, a heater for sure. Uh, and then he also wrote the song "Death of a Bachelor." Um, he also co-wrote uh, "Centuries," Uma Thurman, "Immortals," and uh, "Saturday Night" by Panic at the Disco. This Say man is rich as fuck he's super rich and he's also a domestic terrorist so uh <laughs> yeah he has a lot more misses than hits but like financially most of those oh are yeah for hits. sure especially his... two songs on the greatest showman like that oh, shit was yeah. astronomical when it came out his his top five is ridiculous the greatest show high hopes the other side she looks so perfect uh Death of a Bachelor, Emperor's New Clothes. Jesus. Excuse me, that's his top six, but it ends with Death of a Bachelor. Uh, his 
His other ones I find interesting, like his um very minor co-writes, I would assume. Uh he has a credit on Drive By by Train. Oh Christ. Um which is yeah, one of the worst songs song? I've ever heard in my life. Um he has a co-write on one of my favorite Weezer songs, Thank God for Girls, uh, <laughs> which is uh, you might not dig that song, but I dig I, that song. I'm fine with it. I, I think White Album in general is pretty good. Uh, Everything Has Changed by Taylor Swift. That's a good song. Uh, he has a credit on, which is pretty crazy. Uh, 50 Ways to Say Goodbye by Train. God. He likes to work with he likes to work with Panic at the Disco a lot. He has a credit on Ballad of Mona Lisa. No other songs on Vices and Virtues. Um, he really likes Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco, Five Seconds of Summer, um, and uh, writing the worst shit Train. you've ever heard. Train is another one he has like several co-writes with. God. Oh I, I man, where did the party go? He has a credit on that. Oh boy. Um. Do you want to get high by Weezer? Um, yeah, I mean, he's been keeping it going for a while. Um, I think that uh, he has like a lot of credits on OK Human as well. Two, two, it looks like. Anyway, we'll stop talking about this, dude. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't love the way this is produced or written at all. I will um, say this record in general is a lot easier to listen to sonically than um, Save Rock and Roll. I would agree with that. I yeah. think it's it's better produced and it's cleaner. Um, the production choices, on the other hand, are, are a completely different issue. But as far as sound goes, it I, is easier to listen to. I've talked about this a little bit, but this was 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Music was still like like streaming had like just become the thing, mm-hmm. and nobody knew what to do with that. Um, and like Mike the Snare has a very good video about uh, a very good video about uh, the mixing on Justin Timberlake's 2020 experience mm-hmm. because streaming was like just starting to come out when that record rolled out, and they were like, "Are we mixing for radio or are we mixing for fucking streaming?" and mm-hmm. uh, there's a reason why that record sounds like that. And this is also in this weird mid mid period where it's like not quite loudness war production, but every sound on this record is right fucking here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all of it is like in your field of vision. There's nothing quiet. Everything is loud. Yeah. Um, And like, I think maybe some people may understand mixing as like the idea of making everything even, uh, not really what it is. It's the mm-hmm. idea of making everything dynamic so that like things sit in the mix in a certain way. Yeah. Um, is so, that, if you make everything even in the mix, it's a good way to get ear fatigue listening to a record. Yeah, absolutely. And this, this record isn't quite as ear fatiguing as, um, save rock and roll, save rock and roll <laughs> or, or as bad as like, 2020 experience at all um this is pretty fucking fatiguing um this song didn't bother me as much as like like just thinking about listening to irresistible right now like my ears hurt like i I don't want to listen to that song um so i would say this is the least offensive i don't know about best song on this record um yeah i don't know what what else you got 
I would have to listen to the whole record again to decide if this is the best song on the record. But um, it's like it it's something. Uh, it I'm just I'm just something. not familiar enough with the whole record to make a call like that. Um, I do want to highlight a couple of the the lyrics that I think are good. Um, she's singing baby come home in a melody of tears while the rhythm of the rain keeps time. That's pretty cool. That um, is pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm not super hot on the melody that that line is in, but the line itself is kind of crazy. Um, the, that the whole imagery of that pre-chorus as well, um, is pretty strong is, is pretty strong. Um, uh, also the, the whole um, concept of the song being like jetpack blues, like you're you're flying high, but you're sad about it, like because you can't be home with with your girl or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That feeling comes across pretty well. Um, I would through agree. the lyrics. I would agree. Yes, and um, it's I don't like the chorus <laughs> at all. Um, in this in this song but hey i mean it's not as offensive as as some of the other ones on this record so i i guess i gotta take what i can get yeah um yeah it's the the verses and the pre-chorus are like pretty sweet um they're like babe i'm like fucking i'm like so famous but i'm thinking about you all the time yeah yeah for sure for sure um so lyrically I do like this song. I uh, do rock with it pretty hard. Every yeah. every other aspect about it, I do not. Not a like. huge fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, last time they played this was August sixth um, of this year in Camden, New Jersey. Um, was it an eight ball? It was not. It was uh, Patrick played it partially in a piano melody medley. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, piano medley. Uh, after he went into. Uh, after that, he went into I've Got a Dark Alley and a Bad Idea. And then after that, he went into Golden. Hmm. And then went into Don't Stop Believing for some fucking reason. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows why he did insane. that? He's a crazy guy. Uh, that was the same night as the Pavlov Magic 8 Ball debut. Hmm. So uh, I don't think people were really talking about Jetpack Blues live for the no. first time since 2018. No. Um, yeah, they played it quite a bit in 2016, a year I did not see them. They played it a little bit in 2015, uh, mostly on a European tour. Um, in 2017, they only played it uh, four times, once in Chicago, three times in Japan. And then in 2018, they played it uh, just in China. So this song must be big in China. Um, which is uh, pretty funny to think about. Mm-hmm. The Cadillac Arena in Beijing. Very funny sentence to say. Um, it's funny to like see what gets big in China sometimes, like especially in movies, um, but music as well, because uh, it's like the vast majority of it, like basic everywhere except for Hong Kong, is like so insular. And, yeah. Um, they only get like a certain amount of movies imported per year. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, it's just fascinating because you can have, um, a movie that just fucking flops over here 
Like I think Rampage didn't do that well here at all, and but it swagged oh, out. Oh, it in China. definitely swagged out in China. Yeah. yeah, The Rock especially is like a, well, was a, a pretty big, like China cheat code. Like if there was a Rock movie, it was. 100% oh, what happened? Black Adam. <laughs> oh shit. Um, that that movie happened and uh, it all went. China downhill. didn't like Black Black Adam. I don't know if they got Black Adam because oh, okay. they they cracked down on on American imports somewhat recently interesting because uh, uh, Xi Jinping is is a rat bastard um, yeah careful so, like, we might get a Chinese hack on our fucking I don't think he cares about a fallout boy podcast he might he might love jetpack blues it if might it, be his it, favorite song if this if this podcast originated in China he'd probably have a problem with it oh yeah big time um, um I I do want to point out something very funny with these this Chinese set list. Um, this is the Cadillac Arena in Beijing, uh, May seventh, twenty eighteen. Um, which already pretty crazy that like they're playing there. Mm-hmm. Two, take this to your grave songs. What the hell? Two, Infinity on I- High songs. What the hell? Two from Under the Cork Tree songs. <laughs> Three, save rock and roll songs. Are you seeing where I'm going with this? Uh-huh. Five Mania songs. Oh. Seven American Beauty, American Psycho songs. Oh, and nothing from Foley. Nothing from Foley. Oh, yeah. nothing. They must really like this record. The Chinese must really like this record because I don't think they were, yeah, they weren't playing like any of this album. Do you think they like it because it has the words American Psycho in it? I don't know. Do you think that's why they enjoy it? I don't know. Like, holy shit, they are psycho. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the Reddit, um, the Reddit does not know how to feel about this question, about this, uh, about this song. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, there's a post that, there's a post from four months ago posted by uh, Y Reading. Uh, they have several Ys. And then the word reading with a J instead of an I. So I guess Y Reading with an I was taken. Hmm. Uh, their favorite album, I think you can like put a charm next to your name on the Fall Out Boy subreddit. Their mm-hmm. favorite album is Fo- Foley. So um, pretty cool. Um, they say, I never hear any love for Jetpack Blues. And on TikTok, I hear a lot of people saying they hate the song. Uh, American Beauty, American Psycho. Just wondering about the subreddit. Uh, Jetpack Blues is one of the few songs on the album that gets a lot of love in this subreddit. The title track for American Beauty, American Psycho is hated here, but it's got its fair share of fans, myself included. Um, There's one person who says... uh, Oh, wow. This this person wrote a paragraph. Never mind. Um... (laughs) I love Jetpack Blues. It's my favorite song of the album. Haters can eat it. That's from Really Alley, whose favorite album is so much for Stardust. Uh, and then Crystal Cradle, whose favorite album is Mania, says, American Beauty, American Psycho has grown on me a lot. I love the whole album so much, and it's always a same shame to see it ranked so low. Cool. Sorry, Crystal Cradle. Sorry. Um, if you're listening, that we are not going to break that trend. Um, There's... A couple posts where they're like, this song is just fine. Um, 
and uh, there's a, a couple covers of this one. There's nothing that outright hates this song. Mm-hmm. I will say there's something I want to bring up, which is uh, this one from seven years ago posted by user Deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, is the beeping from Jetpack Blues a sample from the phone beeping intro to tell that mic? It definitely sounds like it, though obviously the pitch and speed has been distorted to fit the song. It would make sense. This album has so many samples. This has been bugging me forever, and I keep forgetting to ask. Um, this post made me realize there are so many samples on this record. Yeah. Um, now that you mention it, <laughs> there's a lot. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into that when we get to the other songs, but, um, yeah, uh, there's a comment underneath, underneath this. Um, and this was in the, <laughs> this is from a post in the r slash Patrick stump subreddit, which of course there's one of those. Um, he did have a solo career. So he did have a solo sense. career, yeah. Um, and uh, it was a comment uh, where they just think it's a coincidence that the phone ringing is in there. Um, but uh, then there's a lot of people who are like, it's not the same. Uh, it's not a phone ringing at all. It's just a guitar pedal going out. Um I am leaning towards this being the Tell That Mick phone sample. Because this record has a lot of samples. Uh, Fall Out Boy did something like that an album before this. Um, I know they think it's cheeky to do so. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that this was intentional. I also can't think of any... um like obvious samples other than that in this song. Yes. But I think there's at least one sample per song on this record. Probably. Derogatory. <laughs> that is meant as a derogatory thing to say. It's not good. Um, Cut anyway, it out. Yeah, even though I'm in a band that uses samples all the time. You got to knock that shit off, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> it's cool when you use it correctly, but when you're just using it to use it, be careful. Um... Yeah, I don't have much to say on this version of the song. Um, but boy, howdy, do I have a lot to say on the other one. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll get into that one now. Um, do you want to go ahead and rank this one? Um, yeah, might as well. Um, okay, cool. Five. Five, yeah. I'm going to say five also. Um, Yeah. Out of ten, just in case anyone forgot. Yeah, five out of ten. Five out of ten for this one. Um, The remix, however. The remix, however, featuring our our man and yours. None other than Big Crit. Biggest Critis. An an artist who uh, Carson and I are... Pretty big fans of. Pretty, yeah, I would I would call myself a pretty big big crit fan. Um, he kind of he kind of rocks a lot. Um, so I was a little confused to see that he had a remix on this album. Um, but he is also the kind of guy who, like, just if you've ever listened to a, a crit record or more than one crit record, you'll you'll know that he is trying his ass off and like. Yes. When he yes. succeeds, it hits so hard. When he fails, boy, does it fail. But he yeah. he tries every single time, um, which is a very admirable quality about him. And um, the funny thing about this uh, 
remix is that I first knew about the, this whole remix album from seeing it on Rate Your Music. Um, just looking at the uh, like Fallout Boys discography. Were there terrible like, reviews on it on Rate oh, Your Music? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that sucks. Um, on on this remix album, that doesn't yes. suck that there's terrible reviews on. Something. I mean, it does when something this good is on it. Unfortunately, but that's the thing. Um, on Rate Your Music, they have um, like if you've never used Rate Your Music before, um, if you have um, like you you can you can look at the track list and there will be um, ratings for each track, and um, I am not joking. Like and, and Rate Your Music uses an out of five scale. Um, yeah. Every single track on this uh, remix album is under a 2.0 which is dismal for any record yeah that's horrible except jetpack blues <laughs> which has a 2.4 which for this record is like a miracle because this wow. record has a yeah, one no kidding this record has a 1.07 which is a fucking terrible rating Ugh. like absolute dog shit ass rating what do you think of the name make america psycho again sucks it does suck terrible do you think that they regret naming it that i have no idea i don't know if fallout boy regrets anything they do i agree with you um which is it's becoming more and more apparent by the day that Mm -hmm. they care less and less about that um and uh you know what, Fall Boy? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've dedicated so many hours of my life to you at this point, and you you can't be naming things this, guys. But it's, just, it's so okay. corny. It's so corny. Um, But this, I haven't heard the whole remix album, and I'm yeah, planning to keep I. it that way. I'm just going to listen well, to... Well, by the end of this podcast, you will have heard it, yes. Not all in one go. Yeah, not all. I am planning to never do that um, because I hate this record enough. And like, not that Rate Your Music is the arbiter of good taste or anything. They actually have a lot of really head-ass opinions on there, especially when it comes to pop music and like anything from from this era of of emo and and punk rock and all that. Um, And also a lot when it comes to like trap and um, forms of rap that aren't conscious hip-hop hilarious uh, really funny yeah um just a lot of closed-minded people on there um but this remix album does have a lower score than mania whoa mania does it has deserve a, that does it deserve that i don't maybe not i i will like i'll have to see maybe i will listen to this whole thing just to see if it is that bad um because, like, how bad can Amigos remix be? Because, like, this was... Oh, I didn't know the Amigos were on it. They but... do the remix of Irresistible. But this was out in 2015, back when they were still putting out, like, pretty good shit consistently. Yeah. There's an ASAP Ferg one, too, that mm-hmm. looks interesting. I can't imagine the... Oh, there's an Azalea Banks one. Let's go. <laughs> that one's probably gas. Um, there's a Black Thought one? What the hell? Yeah. Black Thought remixed Immortals. <laughs> How the fuck did they get Black Thought? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, yeah, 
I don't know if I Love McConan is something I'm interested in hearing. I don't know if Juicy J is something I'm interested in hearing, especially not on Centuries. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, or Wiz Khalifa doing Uma Thurman. I think I'm good on that one. <laughs> um, but, dude, I mean, like, we we got to talk about this one because they um, – I also I want to highlight the beat maker on this, Childish Major. Mm-hmm. Um, who has a lot of good credits um, since we went through, you know, all the co-writers and produce that uh, Jake Sinclair did. Um, Childish Major has some good stuff. Um, uh, For Your Eyes Only by J. Cole. Um, U-O-E-N-O. Um, uh, another one produced by him. Uh, Worst Luck by Black. Um, never by JID. Um, very, very good stuff on this guy's, uh, on this guy's, uh, production credits, uh, meditate by earth gang. Mm. Um, some, some good stuff. Um, I know him specifically from a Lecrae song that my boss worked on Mm. uh, my old boss. Uh, nobody looked into that, uh, (laughs) too much. Um, also, he, he does a lot of stuff with just, like, everybody on Dreamville. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, he uses this original song like a sample instead of a... Um, it's it's more a sample on a big crit song than it is a than it is a remix of a Fall Out Boy song, yeah. Which I think is uh, is really impressive. The smartest choice. The for, smartest for this. choice. This is also the only time he and Crit have worked together, which is um, very unfortunate. Kind of surprising because like um, the way that Crit just like knows the language of this beat like immediately, mm-hmm. and I know he's amazing, and you know someone that you and I think very, very highly of as a very talented lyricist and, and rapper. Um, not that those two things are different, but uh, you <laughs> know what I mean? They're kind of different. They're kind of different. He's a fantastic lyricist. He has fantastic delivery. He's got a great voice for the genre. Like He's he's fantastic at, at what he does. Um, but sometimes you can tell when like a rapper doesn't belong on a certain producer's beat, and you're mm-hmm. like, this is weird. Um, not a, not the case with this. I would have thought that they have, they had they had done a lot of stuff together, and this is their only thing together. Especially because this beat is like this is very much in Crit's it's, wheelhouse. Very much so in his wheelhouse. I will say there's I I don't know uh, entirely um, Childish Majors uh, production credits, but uh, this doesn't totally feel like. Um, like what I know of him, this doesn't totally feel like his uh, usual mo, um, except for maybe a couple of Vince Staples songs he's done here and there, like mm-hmm. "Oh You Scared." Um, so I mean, like, oh, excuse me, uh, not entirely true. Uh, the only other time they have worked together was he did do the beat for "Wolf on Wall Street," mm. which is uh, a a crit song. Which uh, album is that from? That is "Week of Crit." Week of Crit. Is that a mixtape? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. They've they've worked together one other time. Um, but, yeah, this beat's very much in his wheelhouse. Uh, very much something that he would be good at. This is the um, kind of beat that would fit in on some of the shit that he was doing at this time. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, 
Catalactica had just come out a year before. Yeah. Um, this would probably fit pretty nicely on there. It it would fit on Forever is a Mighty Long Time, which came out um, in 2017. Great so album. he's probably working on that one, um, unless I'm forgetting yeah. it. No, I think he did like another mixtape in 2016. The uh, stage setup for Catalactica was so crazy. The yeah. DJ booth was like the front of a Cadillac. It was the so aesthetics tight, for Catalactica are really good. So fucking cool. I wish that album was better. Me too. Forever is a mighty long time. Is so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is cool. It is very cool. But yeah, the the remarkable thing about this remix and um, is just that it it is an entirely different song, basically. Basically, yeah. Like the only thing that is retained from the original song are Patrick's vocals, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, because like I listened to both of these tracks back to back and like it was really hard for me to point out where from the like where the remix was taken from the, the original track. I don't think they ended up using anything from the instrument. I don't think they all, did either so. because the um like the guitar samples are entirely different. Entirely different. Percussion yeah. is a lot different. Um, all the ambiance is completely different. Like it's just, it's just an entirely new beat. And then they put Patrick's vocals on there, mm-hmm. which works most of the time. Yes. I would um, agree with you on that. I think crit feels right at home on this beat. Um, he's rapping about the same things that the uh, original song is about. Yeah. Um, which I don't, I don't know if we can say the same for the other songs on this record yeah. on make America psycho again. But he gets the material so well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to point out something I'm annoyed by regarding his lyrics. Uh, not a single one of them annotated on Genius. Yeah. Um, Patrick's pretty annoyed lyrics, by that. annotated. Annotated, None yeah. of crits are annotated at all. Well, that's not true. Um, one of them is annotated. Uh, one line, well, two, a pair of two lines. Uh the lights and glamour ain't the reason why I put in this work. I'm seconds from the stage, but I'm putting you first. Um, that is the only line that is annotated in, out of all of Crit's yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and the annotation says, Crit doesn't make music for the lights and the glamour, the money and the fame. Instead, he does it for a significant other. Touring maintains an income for the couple. And Crit is willing to give up his personal time in order to supply himself and his girl. Also yeah. note the wordplay. He's seconds from his stage as in a temporal measurement, but he's still putting her first. Second serves as, uh, serves as a homophone, both a uh, time measurement and an ordinal number, which is true. All that is true. Um, I just wish there was That's similar... Crazy. I just wish there was similar analysis on the rest of his verses. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to see more like that. Not like that we aren't... Like that. Not that we are incapable of doing that ourselves, but... It's, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's very obvious that it's, like, tied into the... the um, tied into the original meaning of the song, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it seems like he put some serious thought into it. Not that he doesn't always do that, but um, I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm just constantly impressed with this guy, man. Yeah. I love him. He's awesome. Uh, any standout lines in his in his verses that, uh, that you wanted to point out? Um, seconds from the stage, putting you first. That one was... Like, that one's crazy. First time yeah. I heard that, I was like, he actually... He'd put wordplay in this Fallout Boy remix, the absolute fucking madman. Um, he, uh, it, the, the, uh, most of it is like, like all all of his verses. Like he has two verses on this, um, 
and I wish he had more. Um, Me too. Because I, yeah. I think the ratio of the song between him and and Patrick are is like fifty fifty, like time spent listening. And I wish he took up more of it. Um, but it's um oh my brain. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, this is more than just a flyby night action. You're the fuel everlasting to keep my jet packing. Pretty good. Yeah. Jet Pretty pack. Good. Jet packing as if he's flying a jet. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, Pretty good. good. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're crazy. I would like, I think all of Patrick's, like the sample of Patrick's vocals works until the chorus. Mm-hmm. The baby come home part. Yeah. Um, I don't think that works as well. It doesn't work in the original song and it doesn't work in this song. Although, worth pointing out, this song is faster than the original. A lot, a lot faster. And I think it sounds a lot better. Yeah. Like, the the problems I had with the melody on the verse and the pre-chorus, completely gone. Solved by this? It's solved by a faster tempo. It's crazy. Pretty impressive. I in an ideal world I would just have Patrick's vocals only be that first verse that he does in the original song because mm-hmm. I think that could actually yeah. serve as a really good chorus for this track. Yeah, but no, it would be great. It would be great. It goes on um, too long. A little I too think. long. Yeah, both times. Both times it goes too long. Mm-hmm. Too long. It, all of Patrick's lyrics in the original song are represented in this song, which is deeply unfortunate. I think because Patrick's part drags um and it sucks because uh crit's verses are really good and the beat is really good um and it's kind of ruined once that original chorus hits um the fucking i remember baby come home bit doesn't work here (laughs) it's too bombastic for such a, a smooth track like this yeah um it's yeah, I, I just wish there was less Patrick used on this song, which is very funny to say on a Fallout Boy mm-hmm. podcast, but I think Crit should yeah. have taken they should have let him take more of a center stage on this. Yeah. Well you know, it is Fallout Boys make America psycho again. So, yeah, but yeah. you know at this point in both of their careers, Crit was doing a lot better stuff than Fallout Boy was. <laughs> um Yeah, um the Reddit has like only like bad things to say about this. Oh no. Um yeah. There's only two posts where it gets mentioned. Um and uh like the first um the first one is uh I think the remix by Big Crit, uh is underrated. Uh, Big Crit and FOB was a collaboration I never knew I wanted. Um, and then uh, someone said, someone on what is the worst song slash album, and they said, uh, the worst album is Make America Psycho Again. The worst song is Jetpack Blues with Big Crit. What the hell? <laughs> Which is crazy. That, I, um, I don't get that at all. <laughs> I get, yeah. I, maybe I get I. that being the worst album. I'll have to to hear it to tell, but... Worst song? Because I feel like we got lucky. I feel like this is going to be the best song on on this record. Yeah. No, I'm Because I don't... I'm not faithful that 
um, the other contributors will like be as creative with the the beat or like the material the material yeah. like i just because crit like just for the simple fact that crit tries his ass off on everything he does um maybe the joey badass one will be good um migos one will probably be fun in some in some measure in some twisted crazy way in some twisted fucked up world yeah um not excited to hear the I Love McConan one. Um, is he club going up on a Tuesday? Um, is that I Love McConan? Oh, it is. Oh, maybe that'll be fine then because I, I think that song's all right. I think I that was, song kind of bangs, yeah. I was thinking of um, the fucking – I was thinking of I Heart Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Who Who's the Hit the Quan guy, which Hit the Quan is, while well, a funny meme, a terrible fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you that when I was in Budapest, like just walking around, I heard uh, "Rolly, Rolly, Rolly" with a Dabber Ranch. What oh, is that no. song called? Rolly. I heard that song just like while I was walking around Budapest, and then unfortunately, it would not leave my head. Yeah. And like I was like, I'm gonna have to listen to this so it just leaves my fucking mind. I just want to Rolly, Rolly, Rolly <laughs> with the do this to Ranch. Me. <laughs> Don't do this to me. That song sucks. I just want some ice on my wrist so I look better when I dance. Oh my god. That hook is hilarious. It's <laughs> like so I'm sorry. Bad. What is what it's is so with the Dabber Ranch mean? It's I think it's um he wants a Rolex with diamonds on it because diamonds so. are white and ranch is white. Yeah. So probably diamonds. Is there not better slang for diamonds than ranch? I I, I just think the song is annoying. <laughs> Um, but I feel like this is a, um, I don't know how deep we want to get into this topic, but, um, uh, Jason V on Twitter, uh, at the snoo O two, um, oh, DM'd us certified good um, dude, DM'd us and sent us a tweet, um, by, uh, Bigby at, uh, he's buying Bigby. I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, okay. But, uh, the... The tweet is racism got y'all missing out on the best fallout boy songs. If we being for real, but that's okay. More for me. Um, which I don't want to comment on the ra- <laughs> on how racist the fallout boy fan base is, but um, I do feel like there is a, an aversion to rap within um, this fan base and similar fan bases. Because it's a it's a pretty often thing to hear, um, like at least especially back then when this record came out, it was pretty often to hear fucking I listen to everything but country and rap. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like that sentiment, I've, at I've, least back then, was probably shared by people who were fans of this record. Which you know, if you like this record, I'm not saying you're racist or that you hate rap. I'm just saying it was a common sentiment. Yeah. yeah. Because I was there, <laughs> and I heard that a lot. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know if I can comment on how racist the uh, the Fallout Boy fandom is, but I'd wager to say it's probably a little bit, probably a little racist, <laughs> probably a little bit here um, and there. Um, it it definitely like. <laughs> 
it doesn't help. It's not not racist. It's not <laughs> not racist. I mean, it's yeah. um, yeah. It it's this is not. This is also not to say if you don't like this album or this song that you are racist and that you hate no, it you because are. That there's is a black person saying. on it. Yeah, that is what we're saying. No, um, but uh, it's just it's an interesting uh thought. And the reason why I didn't want to get into it a whole lot and just like bring it up um, is because neither of us are black. And we don't have the perspective to accurately comment on it. I just think it is really funny. That is a very funny thing to say. Yeah. I like, I like, I like the idea of people missing out on like, just being like, just being like, ah, no, these songs are bad because I'm racist. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's Damn, a crazy this song would be really say. good if I wasn't racist. Oh, it's so good, but I'm racist. Fuck. Yeah. Which I, we know nobody talks like that, or like racists don't talk like I that. I mean, you but, and I do when the mics go off. No, we don't. No, we don't. All right, you want to rank the Big Crit uh, remix? Yeah. Um, Mine's not terribly higher than the original, but it is a little bit higher. It is a little higher. I I'm stuck between a six and a seven because I'm at a seven. I tr- I love the beat and I love Crit's verses, but I just think they overdid Patrick's interpolation on this track. Um, yeah. So it's like, because if honestly, this is like a similar situation to um, XXX by Kendrick Lamar, where that one features you too. Um, yeah. And it's not a feature that they did for the song. They have a whole other song that that feature is built around. And that song sucks ass. But um, the feature on XXX is really good. And yeah. that song rocks. That song does um, kick ass, yeah. It's a similar situation, but it's not as um, effectively done as in XXX because the u2 contribution is kept to like one verse and like that verse repeats um so if they had done that this would probably be like an eight um but as it stands i'll give it the seven just because i just because i like crit so much um just because i like crit so much and also this is so much easier to listen to a hundred percent than a, the original and B most of this record and C, uh, much easier to listen to than my death run of mania that I did last week. Mm -hmm. So that probably um, colors it a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's how I feel right now. Maybe I'll, maybe at the end of this podcast when we, look at all of our retrospective scores we can uh i'll be like what i gave big crit a seven what um should have been a 10 yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i'm singing that bubble line all the time um all right well um there's something i forgot to do to the wheel which was add the taylor swift song that fallout boy features on so i'm sorry that i haven't done that yet folks i just really did not want to well um, while carson's doing that i will and i also have to add the three fucking mania demo oh songs. yeah i forgot to do that oopie well while you're doing that i will do the self-promo thing why don't you do that um thank you so much for listening if you've listened this far um 
Follow Carson and I's bands at the Callous Dow Boys on Instagram, at Callous Dow Boys on Twitter. Uh, follow my band at Bummer Hill on Instagram, at Bummer Hill Emo on Twitter. Follow the podcast at The Dreaded Wheel on Twitter. Uh, go subscribe to our Patreon, um, patreon.com slash The Dreaded Wheel. Um, we are about to record the next episode of Made You Listen, I think. Um, so that should be going up sooner rather than later. Um, to more Patreon content for, for y'all. And um, if Carson has added those songs or is ready to spin the wheel, we can... I forgot what they're called. Hang on. All right. So Carson's still doing that. Uh, so I will stall for time. Hey, everyone. Uh, did you know Do you want to Do you want to promo uh, the new Dowboys EP? Oh, yeah. Um, listen to... Uh, by the time this episode goes up, the next single from... The Callous Dowboys new EP, God Smiles Upon the Callous Dowboys, will be out. It is called Pushing the Pink Envelope, and I like it a lot. Um, I hope Carson likes it a lot because it's his band. I love it. I think, it's, <laughs> I think that song is one of our best songs ever. So go listen to that. Go listen to Waco Jesus. That's out now. Um, as well, God Smiles Upon the Callous Dowboys will be out. Uh, when's that coming out? October 20th. October 20th. Yes. So October 20th, pre-save it on streaming services and all that um, pre-order the the vinyl um buy callous Dowboys merch um all that good stuff uh i'm excited for that ep to come out uh it's really fucking good thanks brother you're welcome smile <laughs> smile. smile um all I didn't right i didn't mean to do that let's but, spin um, this fucking let's spin this damn ass wheel. fucking wheel oh uh do you want to get cookout after this Sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> cool. And it's spinning. It's running. Where the this the wheel is going. Yo! Let's go. Oh, we needed this. We needed oh, this so bad. God. We're so back. We Dawson. are so fucking back. Ladies and gentlemen, Pavlov is the next song we're doing. Is it Pavlov oh. or Pavlov? Well, whatever, whichever one it fuck? is, it, we're doing that one. <laughs> Uh, a Foley B-side. So um, so we're eating good. We are pog champing. We're All right. pog champing. Um, bye.